Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Taking on a world champion and putting in a hell of a shift within a year of debuting in the industry, having a frightening out-of-body experience just as a landmark match is about to go down, and suffering a career-shortening injury midway through one of your greatest showings are just a few of the secret truths that make these 10 matches even more majestic. I'm Gareth from What Culture Wrestling, and here are 10 wrestling matches more impressive when you know the truth. Number 10, Anna J. Challenge for the AEW Women's Championship just over a year since officially debuting. She may be currently nursing an unfortunate shoulder injury that will see the star sitting on the sidelines from upwards of six months, but it's worth remembering that Anna Jay is still in the formative stages of her wrestling career. She's still only 22, highlighting just how quickly the AEW talent has progressed in a frankly minuscule amount of time as a professional wrestler. Many forget that Jay only made her official debut as a performer in September 2019. Jay was officially signed by AEW in April 2020. And just to add to her already impressive rise to prominence, number 99 challenged for the AEW Women's Championship against Hikaru Shida on Dynamite in November 2020, just over a year on from her first ever match. The star's performance in said title bout would have you believe she's been doing this for years, when in reality we've merely scratched the surface when it comes to this talent of tomorrow. Number 9. Ric Flair was at an all-time confidence low, WrestleMania X8 It may seem utterly ridiculous when said aloud, but there was a time when the nature boy Ric Flair was suffering a crisis of confidence. Coming into WrestleMania X8, the wrestling legend was a far cry from the performer he'd been during his earlier prime as part of WCW and the WWF. 
Gone was the swagger and belief that he was the very best and the man. Instead, comments from folks behind his back, alluding to him being too old, have gotten to the former WCW world champion. But the likes of Triple H and The Undertaker were having none of it. This was Rick Pissin' Flair, man! Reminding Nate just who the hell he was, Taker helped revive the old nature boy within the Sky Dome, as the two put together a masterclass on the grandest stage of them all. On the back of their classic, Flair thanked the dead man for restoring his confidence, and a grand final WWE run in between the ropes was well and truly underway. And nope, we're not going to talk about TNA. Number 8. Eric Young tore his ACL, then wrestled one of the best matches of his career. Impact Wrestling. Injuries happen in the world of professional wrestling. There's just no way around that fact. Often these debilitating problems quite clearly have an impact on the quality of the performances going down in the ring. A torn pectoral is known to make things difficult at the best of times, after all. Not in the case of Eric Young, though. In what was James Storm's 1,000th match, Young brushed off the no-doubt excruciating issue to go again against Eddie Edwards a few days later. On top of this, Young also took part in a hardcore war eight-man match during these tapings, all while carrying an injury which would have left most other performers on a couch with their feet up. Young would also confess that his bout against Edwards was one of his finest showings, claiming he would put the match wrestled on one good leg against anything any other company is producing at this moment in time. Number 7. Melina and Michelle McCool Wrestle a Banger in a Difficult Time Night of Champions 2009 If you needed a reminder of just how far women's wrestling has come in the last decade or so, here we have the time Michelle McCool and Melina were on the receiving end of some backstage heat after apparently doing too much. The match in question went down at Night of Champions 2009, and things got off to an explosive start as McCool drop-kicked Melina off the apron as she attempted her signature split entrance. This, along with an awesome DDT on the barricade spot, made for a compelling bout, but also invited some unnecessary criticism from some in the back. Knowing this would have likely been the case coming into the contest, the two kept their plans a secret and only discussed the bout with their producer, known advocate of women's wrestling, Fit Finley. Then, the day after the two had put on a hell of a clash, an agent inevitably confronted them and claimed that it looked too good, telling them you can't do that. Their awesome work did not go unnoticed by their peers, however, with Chris Jericho claiming that it was up to the rest of the locker room to match their stellar efforts. Well said, Le Champion. Number 6. Kenny Omega worked an entire tournament with a broken heel. G1 Climax 2018. There's struggling your way through a contest on the back of picking up an injury during the battle. Hell, there's even wrestling a few matches in quick succession while suffering through the pain. But then there's Kenny Omega's insistence on bumping through an entire tournament on a bad foot. More specifically, the then IWGP World Heavyweight Champion was dealing with a fracture in his heel, picked up during his defense of the title against Cody Rhodes at the G1 Special a few weeks before the G1 Climax got underway. But there were more matches to be had, and Omega did not let the fact that he could barely walk get in the way of his work. The cleaner would wrestle a total of nine epic singles matches over the course of the tournament in the end, a feat made that much more impressive by the fact that he was somehow able to execute his insanely athletic style on a heel ready to explode. Number 5. Nick Jackson worked through 
a terrible flu in a Texas street fight. A.W. Dynamite We've all had those days at work when you feel as though you're well and truly at death's door. Yet for most of us, those long days don't involve throwing our bodies through the air or being hit by steel trays. Unless you're a ridiculously athletic cafeteria lady. Sadly, that wasn't the case for Nick Jackson, though, as the young buck found himself having to go to war with Santana and Ortiz in a Texas street fight alongside his brother in December 2019 on Dynamite, all whilst trying to overcome a serious bout of the flu. According to Matt Jackson's Twitter account, Nick laid on the floor in our locker room all day, then popped up and put in that gutsy performance tonight. Watching the young bucks throw caution to the wind is jaw-dropping at the best of times, but witnessing Nick crash through tables and execute the 450 necessary for a melted driver on some steel chairs, with the knowledge of the star being curled up in a ball for much of the day beforehand, is impressive even for him. Number 4. Bret Hart was suffering from the flu and still wrestled two matches, SummerSlam 1993. 1993 was an interesting time for Bret the Hitman Hart. Fresh from winning the WWE Championship and enjoying his first reign with the company's top title, the Canadian legend dropped the title to Yokozuna before Hulk Hogan wrestled it away from the new champ moments after his WrestleMania 9 victory. This was supposed to set up a match between Hogan and Hart at SummerSlam, but the Hulkster instead opted to drop the belt to Yokozuna at King of the Ring. All this chaos ultimately pushed Hart in another direction, with the newly crowned King of the Ring now feuding with Jerry Lawler in the lead-up to the summer show. Hart then proved just how valuable he was to Vince McMahon and co by throwing down with both Doink the Clown and Lawler in two classic contests at the colossal event. Oh, and he wrestled in said back-to-back matches whilst trying to get the better of the dreaded flu. Needless to say, a hitman at less than 100% was still on a different level than the majority of the roster at the time. Number 3. Stevie Richards Gets Revenge After Bradshaw's One-Night Stand Actions SmackDown Now, you could argue that this match isn't made that much more impressive upon discovering the true reason behind it being booked. But knowing precisely why it and its most memorable moment came about is definitely interesting enough to warrant a place on this list. The time is July 2005, and WWE are just coming off a highly successful night of hardcore action in the form of the first ECW one-night stand pay-per-view. JBL is facing off against the Blue Meanie on an episode of SmackDown, a match that involves the former WWE champion taking one of the stiffest chair shots to the skull you'll ever see. But why did Stevie Richards get to smash JBL in the noggin with a seat, I hear you ask? Well, at the aforementioned one-night stand show, JBL had opted to shoot bust open said Meanie after he got wind of the latter referring to him as a bully. Imagine that. So, to keep the BWO from kicking up a fuss about their boys' treatment, JBL was booked to lose against the blue-haired meanie on SmackDown via Batista Distraction, taking some vicious steel to the skull from a clearly enraged Richards too. Ah, wrestling. Number 2. Will Ospreay and Ricochet did not plan the ropes breaking, WCPW A wrestling ring dramatically collapsing out of nowhere has become a surprisingly regular visual in recent times. It's also a stunt that is usually planned in advance, as seen in the case of the legendary Brock Lesnar and Big Show ring obliterating superplex on SmackDown in 2003. However, what went down in Ricochet and Will Ospreay's true destiny match back in 2017 was anything but part of the plan, as the pair attempted to execute their trademark springboard flips into always impressive superhero-esque poses, the usually sturdy WCPW top rope came unstuck. This caused the current IWGP World Heavyweight Champion to land on his head, 
But the two quickly responded with a simultaneous boot to their rival's mug. The rest of said match was, contrary to popular belief, completely made up on the fly, with the two innovative high flyers using what remained of their environment, including springboarding from the second rope, to put together a match much better than it had any right to be, given the unforeseen circumstances. Number 1. Daniel Bryan tried to get out of the match, WrestleMania 37 During his most recent run with the company, it's become common knowledge that Daniel Bryan has been thinking more and more about what the future holds for him away from wrestling full-time. He's even confessed as much in various interviews over the last year or so. Yet, seeing Brian nudged into this year's WrestleMania 37 Universal Championship main event suggested that the star still felt he deserved his place at the top of the card, and the company still saw him as a significant player too. Well, one half of that statement's on the money. Turns out the leader of the Yes movement actually wanted no part of this year's show of shows main event. He thought the already planned Edge vs. Roman Reigns showdown was big enough, and his inclusion was likely not even needed. On top of this, Brian revealed in the same BT Sport interview that he had an out-of-body experience just as the Mania 37 three-way started, admitting that he asked himself, oh, no, is this is this what it feels like before you die? However, in true D-Bry fashion, these doubts coming into the show and the odd pre-match detachment still didn't stop him stealing Night 2 as part of a truly epic event closer. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. 